Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Notice that. Fullness of joy. Peak joy is found in his presence. If you want to know where you can have the most joy in this life, I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is a feeling that leaves as quick as it comes. But joy is a state. And if you want to know where you can find peak joy, where your joy can reach its crescendo, it is in the presence of the Lord. That is where the fullness of joy is found in His presence. I don't know about you, but for me, this has been a very long week. There has been so much happening. There's so much going on all the time, everywhere. There is so much confusion all around us in this world we live in. You want your stress levels to go up, just go buy gas or groceries or just about anything else. It seems like nothing is stable anywhere in any place. I don't know about you, but I could use some refreshing for my soul today. And I want you to know what you're looking for is in the presence of the Lord. And so I want to talk to you for just a few moments on the subject in His presence. Will you lift your voice in your hand with me one more time? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. Lord, I ask that you would manifest your presence in this place. Lord, we know that you're here, but Lord, I ask that you would make yourself known in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1 reads this way. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. One throne has been emptied, but Isaiah got a glimpse of another throne. I saw the Lord also sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. We find this great prophet, Isaiah, in a time of turmoil. Uzziah was a good king, a great by many standards. It was a time of wondrous prosperity and security in the land of Israel while Uzziah reigned. But Uzziah is dead and Uzziah is gone And here we find the prophet Isaiah in a state of turmoil. And he goes into the house of the Lord. And while he is there sitting and thinking about that empty 
throne that Uzziah has left behind. All of the sudden, he gets his eyes fixed on above. And he said, I looked up and I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. And he was high and lifted up. He wasn't sitting on some little seat. He was sitting on a high throne. The higher the throne, the greater the power. And the Lord is high and he is lifted up. And said his train filled the temple. That is a subject all for itself that I'm not going to spend upon. But that means the train, his royal cape that draped behind him. Each section represented a great victory won. And he said that his train, the Lord's train, filled the temple. And while this is happening, presence of the Lord so fills that room in the temple where Isaiah is. He begins to cry out. There's two angels, seraphims. They have six sets of wings. Six wings, I mean. Two cover their feet. Two cover their upper portion. Two with they fly. Six wings. And they're flying back and forth across the temple. And one cries out, holy, holy, holy. And the other responds, is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And when all of this is going on, Isaiah cries out, I am undone. I'm undone. Everything is let loose. There's nothing stable for me to hold on to. I'm lost, Lord. I don't know what to do. I am undone. And that is such a great way the King James rendered it. He was undone. There was nothing stable. He didn't know what the future held. And when he gets in the presence of the Lord, he just said, Lord, I don't know what to do. But this I know. I am a man of unclean lips. When you get in the presence of the Lord, I don't care how holy and righteous you may be. When you get in the presence of the Lord, your righteousness is as filthy rags. You can't go into the presence of the Lord and walk out feeling like you've done enough. You can't go into the presence of the Lord and walk and walk in there and all of a sudden think, you know what, I'm doing okay. When you get in the presence of the Lord, you can't help but cry out like Isaiah, Lord, I am undone. I don't know what to do and I'm not worthy of your presence. And then he doesn't stop there. He said, I live in the middle of a people that are unclean. One of the angels flies down to where the altar is, grabs a burning coal from the altar, and presses it to Isaiah's lips. The fire of God purifies the heart. The fire of God purifies the soul. When you get around the presence of the Lord, it can't help but transform you. And then when it's all said and done, the voice cries out, Who will go? Who will go? Who will 
Uzziah was such a powerful king. He brought prosperity and peace to the land of Judea. And now he's dead. And the Assyrians, their army, their enemy, is gaining power once again. It is a very strange time. Because Uzziah, between Uzziah and Ahaz, there is another king. But in this event that we read of as Isaiah is in the temple, God skips right over it. It goes from the loss of Uzziah to the wickedness of Ahaz. But there was another king. It was Uzziah's son, Jotham. And Jotham was also a good man. But his reign was short-lived. And it appears... When we're looking in the scripture, that the years they talk about Jotham's reign, most of it, if, if not all of it, is talking about the time that he spent as his father's regent. The man who was the face, the man who was out there leading because Uzziah became a leper. It appears that Jotham's reign, it is almost entirely inside of the reign of Uzziah himself. And this understanding makes sense of what is happening in the temple. Isaiah is there and he is distraught. Israel had just been in such a wondrous time. People have come back to the Lord. They're doing what's right. It's safe. Everybody is prospering. Everything is going right. And then all of the sudden, Uzziah is gone. And there is an empty throne. And what's coming up behind is this wicked king named Ahaz. And Ahaz brings every wicked thing that had ever happened around Israel and Judah right back into the kingdom. He thrust it back in. He builds idols to these false gods. And worse than that, he leads Israel, or I should say Judah, the kingdom is split. He leads the Hebrews into sacrificing their own children to these false gods that he knows are not real. Every sin of the pagan nations around them has been brought into the Holy Land. Every wickedness you can imagine is getting a hold of the people of Judah. And it appears that Isaiah is in despair over it all. But he goes into the house of the Lord. And when he's in the house of the Lord, the presence of God fills that place. And he said, as we read, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. He cries out, I am a man of unclean lips and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips. You know why he says that? Because when you are surrounded by sin, surrounded by confusion and fear, when the craziness of this world we live in is everywhere you look and it's all around you day in and day out, it can begin to wear on you until you think that is all there is left. Until you get begin to be convinced even that somehow it's normal. 
This is the problem people face. They start looking around down here. And all of a sudden, those things that were so obscene before begin to seem as if they were normal. But when you get into the presence of God, when you walk into the presence of the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, all that is undone. All of that is undone. When you get into the presence of God, you realize there is something better. When you walk into the presence of God, the roaring of this world is silence. And it's there in his presence that your heart can be cleansed. It's there in his presence your direction gets realigned. It's there in his presence your focus gets put back where it belongs. When you get in the presence of the Lord, everything begins to make sense again. When you get in the presence of the Lord, that's where you can find your purpose to guide you through this craziness. Isaiah was undone. Isaiah didn't know what to do because somewhere along the line, he lost focus on what his job was. But when he got into the presence of the Lord, the Lord said, who's going to go, Isaiah? Who am I going to send? Who's going to talk to these people? When you get into the presence of the Lord, not only does it have a cleansing effect, but it gives you a purpose so that you can go right back out. But now it's not just you being drowned out by the craziness around you, but you are marching out with a purpose in mind. The same thing happened to Jacob. Jacob was on the run. He, he has lied. He has stolen. He has ripped his family apart. His brother wants to kill him. He has no idea what the future holds from him. And in the middle of trying to outrun his problems, he stumbles, it appears by accident, into Bethel. Bethel means, it's actually two words, Bethel. It is the house of God. He stumbles Almost by accident appears into the house of God. And he's so exhausted that he uses a rock for a pillow. But while he sleeps, the presence of the Lord fills that place. And Jacob's eyes are open and he sees a ladder or stairs, if you will, that go all the way into heaven. And angels are going up one side and they're coming back down the other. And it's there in the presence of the Lord that God gives him direction. The Lord gives him purpose. And everything begins to change in Jacob's life from that moment forward. Everything begins to change. And this is what he says in Genesis 28 and 16. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. He didn't realize that that was the place his grandfather found strength. He didn't know that the presence of the Lord was there 
But when he walked into it, when he experienced it for himself, everything in his life changed. When he experienced the presence of God for himself, when life is a mess, when you are confused and hurting, when everything around you seems to go crazy at once, when you don't know what to do next, when you can just, the only words you have are like those of Isaiah, I am undone. You can walk into the presence of the Lord. And when you are in his presence, everything begins to change. The presence of God can change everything in your life. When you walk into his presence, it begins to transform you. You know the presence of God isn't hard to find. Paul said so in Acts 17. He said, if we'll reach out for him, we'll find him. For he be not far from us, for in him we live, and in him we move. What does that mean? Paul said he's right there if you'll just reach out for him. We're in him right now. In him we live and in him we move and in him we have our being. If you'll just reach out for him, you'll find him. You can enter into his presence if you'll reach for it. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 18, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, There am I in the midst of him. There am I. Just get a couple of folks together reaching out for me and I'll be there in the middle of them. His presence is available here this morning. If you'll reach for it. These are not isolated events in the scripture. The woman with the issue of blood knew that it only required a moment in his presence to make her whole. One moment with Jesus and thousands of demons could not keep Legion's life from being transformed. Zacchaeus' life in nature was changed in a moment when Jesus called him out of that sycamore tree he was sitting in and he got to step into the presence of Jesus. Everything in his life changed. Moses was on the run, hiding from his past, but just a moment in the presence of God at that burning bush changed Moses from a runaway to a prophet of God. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. When you begin to feel his spirit move on you and around you. In Acts 3, Peter called it the refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. When you're running, not knowing where to turn next, When there's nothing stable around you. When like the old song says, all other ground is sinking sand. And you can't seem to get a foothold. 
when nothing makes sense and you don't know what to do next and you just feel completely undone, you can walk into the presence of the Lord and God can make sense out of all of the confusion. God can take the hurt and the questions and turn them into purpose. He can take a life that is confused and messed up and just a moment in his presence can purge you from sin, purge you from your past, change your very nature and give you a new direction. It just takes a moment in his presence. It's not about a church building. It's not about a certain service order. It's about getting your mind off of the problems around you. Like Isaiah, stop looking at the emptiness of this world and realize there is another throne and it is high and lifted up and the Lord is there and his presence will fill your life. Get your eyes off the emptiness this world leaves and get your eyes on Jesus and his presence will transform you. Stand with me across this place. I want you to lift your hands and your voices with me right now. Jesus, Jesus, Oh, oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. A moment in his presence and a lifetime of running from your problems can be turned around as Jesus gets a hold of you. Just a moment in his presence can write of life's direction. Just a moment in his presence can put a family back together again. Just a moment in his presence can lift the despair that has wrapped its fingers around your heart. Just a moment in his presence and there is a refreshing for your soul. A refreshing In his presence, there is fullness of joy. It's not on a bar stool. It's not on the wrong end of a needle. It's not on a psychiatrist's couch. It's not in the late, buying the latest gadget. It's not buying in the newest and brightest house or car. You won't find it anywhere else. But in his presence, the psalmist said, there is fullness of joy. That is where joy finds its completion, in the presence of the Lord.
I know the time change is wearing on folks. And right now you're thinking about lunch. I know the cold and lack of daylight, it all has a drowsy effect these first few weeks. But you know, our enemy never rests. He never gets tired. He never loses his focus. And he takes advantage wherever he can. And when you're tired in your body, he'll use it as an opportunity to wear you out in your spirit. In fact, the scriptures say you wear out the saints of the Most High. So what do you do when you are constantly bombarded by all this life brings to the table? You've got to learn how to walk into his presence and get refreshing for your soul. Binge watching Netflix tonight isn't going to do it for you. Distracting yourself on social media isn't going to do it for you. Maybe just say, I'm going to call it quits early tonight and get a few extra hours sleep. Somehow you'll wake up feeling just as tired, if not more so, tomorrow. But if you can get into the presence of the Lord for a few minutes today, It'll bring a joy to your soul, nothing else can. It'll bring you peace and strength and refreshing that you can't find anywhere else. Will you lift your hands and your voices with me right now? gather in before we sing before anything else happens Lighthouse I know you know how to get into the presence of the Lord I know that you know how to bring the presence of God down around you I know you do if you can just get your mind off everything else for a minute so before we go any further before we step out of our aisle I want you to lift your hands with me right now Thank you. 